All right. What's up, anybody listening? I'm here with the boys, and college football's back. So we're going to be here every week through the season. Just talk about it. Recap last week. Look forward to next week. We got Sid's a Georgia Tech fan. Sam's a Clemson fan. Davini's a Georgia fan. South Carolina fan. So we'll give some insight on those those four teams, and then look at the look at the weekend as a whole. So all right, we're gonna right, get Sam? started with with a little weekly uh, recap from last week. Sam, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with that uh, Clemson Wake Forest recap? I mean, basically, what else do we expect? Um, offense looks sharp. Freshman D lineman went crazy. Miles, dude, Miles Murphy's about to be a freaking unit. He's a refrigerator out there. Um, I mean, Wake, two best players on offense left. Jamie Newman, opt out. Say Surratt, opt out. So, I mean, you could tell black playmakers are really um, the game that we all actually want to talk about is, is Tech and FSU. And the who can lose this first game. Yeah, I, I that's basically a pretty good summary. I mean, we have to say much. It's who could who could lose it. I felt like the whole time I'm sitting there watching, I'm thinking like, all right, who's going to lose this game? And last year that we did that a lot this this week, I guess. You know, we we came out on the good end of it. Um, offense looked like we actually had an identity last year. It was just a mess. So that I feel like that's a a pretty good positive. The we were really sloppy. So that was really frustrating, the penalties, things like that. And then special teams continue to be uh, an adventure. So I think uh, it says more about FSU, though, right now, though, because I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they go at quarterback. Maybe if they can get the Chuba or Chuba yeah. Purdy back at some point. But I just don't think Blackman is the, uh, is the answer. I think he's shown us that. So He ain't cutting it. No, I, I, I figured that one was pretty rough, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't give up if I'm an FSU fan because Norville obviously is one game, but they're they got a long ways to go. They, see, they have they have too many good players to be like this, though. So. Yeah, that that's I think that's the the main thing. They got, got two. Some... I mean, their defensive line yeah. should have played a lot better than they did. I mean, they they were non-existent pretty much. Jeff, had, I feel like people talked about what's his name, Marvin Wilson, all the time. Yeah. I mean, he he blocked. The, did he block both of those kicks? I, I think I know he, he got at least one. I think he blocked one. Legitimately blocked one. There was one. The kicker kicked it almost into the back of the offensive lineman's head. It, it, it really wasn't a good kick. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, I mean, but I mean, I feel like they didn't call his name nearly as much as I would have expected. He's no. supposed to be like first yeah. defensive tackle taken. Like yeah, he's so big. I, I'll give him I, that. I think that was pretty strange. But yeah, I mean. I, I like what I saw from Georgia Tech, honestly. Um, you know, last year I felt like they looked like a team that didn't really know how to run, you know, not the yeah. – but this year like they got Jeff offense. Sims. Yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks like they have a, a good quarterback and he's the, you know, uh, it might have been first game jitters or whatever those those interceptions were, but looks like they have a well, good quarterback. Looked, they have good I mean, good running game right now. Their defense looked good, so – and yeah, but Jeff Sims was like, other than the picks, I mean, he actually looked super good. I think he looked really like, good. Yeah, and he can – I mean, really even on the really RPO good. stuff, like, he's he's standing in the pocket ready to rip it. And yeah. he's yeah. got people all over him. Like, he's 
and he extends plays because of his just athletic yeah. ability. So yeah, and that was the other thing. He's just got to get. He's just got to get bigger. Accuracy is a thing for everybody. I mean, right. That first pick with me so, it was just a, a freshman starting. Just, yeah. Football. That's just him trying to do too much. Right. I mean, in high school, yeah. you can make those kind of plays. Yeah, but that then, safety, I mean, safety in high school ain't making that pick. No, in that kid, Asante yeah, that Samuel, he, in high school ain't freaking Asante Samuel. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he baited him into that throw. Now, if you watch it, if he throws it over top into the end zone, you oh, know, and, get, and yeah. lets Amarian run under it, that's a good pass. That's what yeah. James Graham was good at doing last year, but James Hit Graham the bombs. Had, had nothing intermediate passing game. He wasn't comfortable in the pocket. He didn't have a pocket presence, all that kind of stuff. And that was why I was surprised with Jeff is he stood in the pocket and, you know, he, he was moving up in the pocket. There's a really good throw. I don't know if y'all saw it. It was to Marquez Azar down the sideline. And yeah, he kind of improvised a little bit, stepped up in the pocket and made a throw over a defender. So I was, I was like, you know, we didn't see that at all. So it, it made me at least a little bit, you know, um, I guess, look forward to the progress we can make each week and not just think this is going to be an absolute shit show every week. Well, and the other thing for Jeff Sims is, like, you got to think most of the – well, not this point, probably a half or better of your roster is still there from Paul Johnson. So, it's yeah. like a lot of these kids ran the option at high school. Yeah, Jeff Sims coming from a spread team in high school, he, he probably knows as much about running the spread as anybody on the team. So, right. he's a freshman, but – He's also way ahead of where they are in terms of picking up schemes and stuff. So, I mean, I feel like if anything, you got him. You got three good running backs, even though Jordan Mason's hurt. Yeah. But Well, we don't know. Jalen Camp's. We don't know, but well. he's hurt. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. But, I mean, Jalen Camp's good. I like Amari. He's fast. Marquez is hard. I don't – I didn't know who he was. But, I mean, defense even looked good. Uh, and I would say I was shocked by the Curtis Ryans, the transition he's made. I mean, Paul Johnson found him playing basketball in high school and offered him, and he came in as this lanky kid. And then, I mean, credit to him and the strength staff. He he made a big transition. He made two sacks in a row. One was a strip sack. So, that was big. We needed that. Cause Shout Antonio, out to creatine. Yeah. Uh, Antonius Clayton being out, we needed a pass rush off off the edge. So, we got that. Hopefully, he can continue to do that. I will say the last thing on this game, that come from me is I was really uh, impressed by the offensive line and Jordan Williams, a freshman right tackle. I mean, that's a big kid. And he came out there and I feel like it's a good thing if you don't hear his name being talked a lot. And I never heard his name, you know, it wasn't like an obvious sack that he just got blown up or something. So that's pretty big to go against. I mean, Florida state has athletes on the defensive line. So yeah. freshman yeah. offensive tackle, that's, that's pretty good. I, I, that gives me some, some hope moving forward with this offensive line. Should have been y'all should have beat him by a lot more. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, 100%. that was I mean, tough. Y'all should have put y'all should have won by at least a touchdown. It should have been two possessions. Yeah, yeah we mean, moved the ball in between 10. between the twenties. We moved the ball at at will. Just about. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was. I mean just Jeff time. Sims had like three hundred and what thirty something, three hundred forty something total yards. Yeah, uh, two seventy. Yeah, three hundred. He had three hundred fifty total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he went crazy on their defense. That's not counting. Jordan Mason had a couple good runs. Yeah, that touchdown and, run was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we can cut out – that's the thing. The difference between good teams is, you know, finishing drives and putting the ball in the end zone, putting the ball on the board, you know, and versus a team that's – we're showing progress, but we ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to execute. Shout right out to the, to the big boys up front, though. Shout out. That was, yeah. that was a good damn game for them. I guess yeah. that defensive line, dude. 
Kyle, I think that gives you a good place to to move forward from. You can say, hey, look what we did here, and we can keep building on yeah. that. So that gave me some – I was yeah. more, you know, optimistic. Last game – I mean, I was down at the Miami game last year, and I would say that was the, the win of last year. I mean, that was pretty much the one that I can look back and think, okay, that was a good game. Out of there, I was like, wow, we barely made it out of that one. We didn't look – like, I didn't have any positives to really mm-hmm. look at. This one, we barely made it out too, but there were positives. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. I was I was pleasantly surprised to say the and, least. Um, on the Clemson game, Sam, um, dude, what do you think about this this backup QB that can sling it 100 yards? Oh, DJ. Off his knees? Hey, can we can we get a uh, pronunciation of the last name there? Because I uh, say it wrong every time. Not even tries. Uyunglele. Okay. Uyunglele. Uyunglele. Or or ukulele, <laughs> whatever you prefer. Uh, I know you're talking about. Just him, making sure I got it right. Him and Bowman look pretty stout for young guys. So that was cool to get to watch them go in and play yeah. pretty much a whole quarter. You know them, and then I was really disappointed to see how how well the young guys played on the defensive line. <laughs> yeah, it um, sucked. Didn't they it? they just it they sucked, just didn't it? they just reloaded right there. Um, that's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> uh, South Carolina doesn't have this year, but that just means one more year for them to get even better. Um, even, even the announcers brought that up. They're like, "Yeah, they just had three first-round draft picks, and uh, looks like it's going to happen again." I, I think that's another positive. We, like out, outside of beating Wake Forest, like you beat them, you can look and say, "Well, look at our young talent." You know, what I'm saying? like that—that's a, a big oh, yeah. positive to take more than that game. Look at the young talent we have that's ready to step in. Oh yeah, when all this I mean, talent we the, have now is gone. Yeah, the thing is, is we lost so many guys back seven of the defense. It's like we really reloaded. So, if you look at returning starters as like a number, it's really not that high. Like, it looks like we might be running out some eh. – but, like, these are all first-time starters. And Davo said that this is probably, like, talent-wise, like guys that show up highly recruited, like, about that action, they're everywhere at every position. Yeah. So it's like this might be the best roster talent-wise. Like, we're not there yet, but – I was going to ask you about the uh, what you thought about the secondary because I know you lost two guys that got drafted. Yeah, we also lost two guys to COVID. News. Yeah, I was going to say, y'all got lost some COVID guys too. I know we lost some, but then I was texting you pregame for y'all's game because we were in that long delay, obviously, and you were like, yeah, we lost some COVID guys too, which is going to be all year. I mean, we don't have to get used to that this year. But it's yeah, still – Yeah, it's going to be a big, big, big year for having depth at each yeah. position for sure. What do we know about Tyler Davis? Um, MCL sprain said it's not that bad. He plays Citadel this week in the open week, so he's don't need him. He's yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got two weeks to to get ready. Play Miami October tenth at home. Hope Derek King packs a lunch. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look good by the way this weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, first game he hasn't played in a year. He he was still running around. Yeah. Spring. Looked, I mean, he's still athletic. Limited. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, he's I still an athlete. He's athletic. He's an athlete. Like he can, and as the season goes on and he gets more reps, like like live reps, he's he's going to either settle in and do what he did at Houston, or he's he's going to show us what he is. Utilize so, what he has around him because they got yeah, some I mean, like, in Miami. But Miami's Miami, man. On paper. Like, they got who they yeah. have. It's, it's like at Florida State yeah. right now. They, yeah, they're the same. I don't, on Manny, paper, they should be good. But they're just how Manny Diaz has continued to. 
make his way as far as he is, it's just surprising. I think everybody can see it outside of like a select group of Miami fans. And it's like everybody looks at Manny Diaz and goes, how is this dude running this program? Because, I mean, there's no way they should have lost that game to us last year. We were just pitiful moving through the season. (laughs) They have so much talent. And you're like, dude, these guys look worse than we do right now. Like, How does that work? I don't know. I guess that's my Miami rant right now, but yeah, I don't know. So, Jacob, so, do we have uh, a QB prediction for? Let's get on Carolina for a minute. What do we? RIP, Marshawn Lloyd. First well, off, yeah, yeah, RIP. You know, he's he's gonna come back bigger and better than ever. Um, hopefully, but for QB, man, we still don't have anybody named. Um, actually, on Sunday. On Sunday, when Muschamp spoke to the media, he said that uh, they want to have a decision by Monday or Tuesday, which has already passed, obviously. Um, So they've probably named one internally, but they just haven't let that up to the public yet. My prediction is is probably it's probably going to be Colin Hill, just just from his knowledge in the system. You know, they've said that you know he's a big arm; he can make all the throws. But from watching some Colorado State film, it's just I don't know his accuracy is is kind of an issue. So, so do you feel like he, as a quarterback, talent-wise, is better than Holinsky, or it's his pure knowledge of the system that's setting him ahead for right now? Colin Hill, I mean, he's been in the offense for like four years now, and um, so he knows it just as well as as Coach Bobo knows it, but Ryan doesn't know any of it. So if if they were really at the same talent level, then Ryan wouldn't even have been in the battle at all. There's your if, differentiator, right? Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think Ryan's probably the more talented quarterback, but he just, you know, this is a year that South Carolina has to win football games, and to have a, the the offense fully open, the whole playbook open, rather than having you know a half of it open, just helps. So. I think it's going to be Colin Hill. You think he's going to have a short leash? I, yeah, I think he does. I think since the since the competition's gone this far into camp and they they seem to be pretty neck and neck every every week, um, I think he's so got a really like, short leash. It's seventeen zip halftime against Tennessee. We finna see Helinski. That's a good question. That's a good question. Like, I think they, the thing I think is, is if this is, I think they would have to. They're not announcing it it almost makes me think that they really are like super close. So yeah. it's almost like you've got, you've got Trevor and Kelly where it's, I mean, we know who has more talent, mm-hmm. but then it's about who knows the system, who knows what's going on, but there's yeah. always something to be said for somebody just making a play. And I feel like you got to give Holinsky his shot anyway during the game. You do. I mean, he I thought he looked good last year. year. Yeah. I mean, I thought he, I yeah. thought he looked fine. I mean, he, yeah, I, I mean, think he did as good, if not better, than what Jay Bentley could have given you. I mean, you have to feel like the team already knows kind of who the guy is, and it's just not been leaked. But, I mean, at this point, I, I feel like if it's that close that the team has, you know, cannot can look at what's going on during live practice and say, okay, this is our guy, then I feel like they do what Jacob said and just go with the guy yeah. that knows the system. Yeah, I mean, so we start, we start prep for Tennessee tomorrow or on Thursday whenever this actually comes out. Um, but on Thursday, September 17th, we start uh, the prep for, for Tennessee. So they have to have their first guy named, yeah. at least internally at this point. Right. 
Um, yeah, that was the like goal for said, us. They, they it was supposed to, to be internal. To yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be internal for us, and then one of the beat writers for the AJC leaked it, like, before the game. Apparently, the coaching staff wasn't happy about it. But I'm, I'm sure the team will know by yeah. at least this weekend. Yeah. I mean, look out for Luke Doty. He's – as camp's gone on, oh, yeah. We're he's, here for he's Luke put Doty. himself yeah. – he's, he's put himself in, you know, sort of into the quarterback battle. You know, he's not really – up there yet but I think as he learns the offense as he learns the game speed I think he's gonna be really good for us and not to mention he's probably okay, so playing some answer, wide answer me this though answer me this though okay, okay. so Helensky is a true sophomore correct right okay and Gunnar Stockton is going to be there in two years right so in theory Helensky would be a senior correct yes so Doty would be a junior yeah and then you bring well, Gunnar Stockton yeah. in but, I mean, I mean, this year don't count towards yeah, eligibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. This, this year don't count towards eligibility. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. So, yeah. but that makes it even worse. You're going to have a super congested quarterback room. Yeah. Here's the thing. You could start, Luke, you could start Luke Doty this year, and he'd be a, a freshman next year. The thing about having a congested quarterback room, though, that's not – that's a good thing. That's oh, a good yeah, thing to have because, because the cream Definitely. rises to the top. The best player is going to play, and you know that they're actually going to be good because yeah. of the players they had to beat out for that position. Definitely. Fact. And the good thing about having a quarterback competition that goes to the very end, if your guy goes out there and plays well, you know, okay, I, we have viable options in a world of COVID – if if the guy you're impressed by the guy on the field and he's out the you next don't week, need to. you're thinking okay the guy behind him he he played him close into camp you know or they they made a decision last minute it had to be close I'm comfortable with that guy being on the field like that was our yeah. situation this past week if if Jeff goes down from COVID or something him and Tucker were neck and neck into camp or right up to I think he knew like six days the team knew but I mean they still say it was a really close competition that makes your quarterback room better so I think y'all are in a good situation in that in that sense. So, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, depth's going to be the key thing this year because it's really like yeah. the morning or the afternoon before the game, it's literally going to be like rolling a dice. Like I'm going to pick, I don't know, maybe two, three guys off your two deep. Y'all y'all go get after it. Good luck. So, yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, it's, it's right before games too. Show. These coaches are not telling anybody, you no. know. So, right before game you find out like we're getting updates, you know, this guy's out, this guy's out, this guy's out, and you're like, this guy's this season's gonna be. Well, staying on Carolina, go a little running back. Um, looking like Kevin Harris is gonna get the first snap. They say he's been the most consistent during camp. Um, Zaquandre White was out two weeks ago from the scrimmage with a little hamstring. He came back this weekend. Uh, played really well in the scrimmage from all accounts. Uh, it's looked like it looks looking like he's probably the number two, if not very close to being the number two. Um, the wide receiver room is sketchy at best. I mean, we got Shy Smith, but he's never been a number one. He's he's always had Debo. He's always had Brian Edwards. Um, and then after him, I mean, it's just a bunch of young guys. And then a D two transfer who has apparently good. Yeah, he's he's apparently played well in camp and all that stuff. Um, we're just gonna have to see. Defense should be good. We got you know. Defensive line, we have a lot of lot of good young talent, um, good players on the edge. Our secondary with uh, J.C. Horn and Izzy Mukwamu. I mean, the corners are going to be locked down. The safety is another position of, of question on the team a little bit. Um, but 
it's looking like Shiloh Sanders is moving moving his way into a position there. Um, that was going to be my question. What's the deal with with little prime time? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, all the stuff coming out about him. It's it's actually been pretty quiet until up like a couple of days ago. They're saying he's been he's had his best camp yet. Well, I mean, it's only a second camp, but his best camp yet, and that he's uh, he's making his way into the lineup. Our first four is going to be J.C., Izzy, and then Jamie Robinson and R.J. Roderick in, at safety. But when we go into the dime or when we go into the nickel, stuff like that, um, it's looking like Shiloh might move into that safety spot and okay. Jamie move down to nickel. That's okay. So um, is, is Shiloh – is he is he still playing slot? Not Shiloh, Shia Smith. Is he still playing slot or y'all moving him to – at Y out in the field? You know, I, I honestly don't really know. I think they're just going to move him around like they have in, in past years. I mean, personally, I think he plays best in the slot. Okay. Um, I mean, he, he – last season, he got a lot of his yards in the slot. But we just got to find someone to be out wide for that. You, you know, wouldn't you it, think Jalen Brooks would be that guy? He's, what, 6'3"? Yeah, I mean, he definitely, he definitely could be that guy. He also – I mean, his waiver has to get – approved and all that stuff um which isn't uh, like a completely unknown with the way they do things but yeah that's another I mean, exactly rant. yeah georgia can get 10 quarterbacks transfer in, but you know whatever. yeah um y'all can't get it but yeah D2. but yeah i mean jalen brooks could be really good i mean hopefully he plays well xavier gets another guy that they said is just crazy athletic still trying to learn position um and then behind him to carry on Joiner, the old quarterback. He's still trying to learn position. Josh Van led the SEC in drops last year. I mean, the wide receiver room is sketchy. Well, that's that's why you are going to use more tight ends with Bobo now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think tight the wide receiver is one of those right now. One of those rooms that it, it can seem sketchy, and then next thing you know, you have multiple target legit targets come out yeah. of nowhere. So, I mean, it's I mean, just. It's just a room full of unproven guys. Yeah, which, I mean, that's not necessarily a great thing, but unproven is better than proven bad. Proven to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Be bad, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think y'all are in an awful position with wide out. So. I think I think that first game is going to be a good, good game. Man. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to watch that game. I'm, I've, uh, I, I've been a proponent that it's dumb that we have to wait this long to see the SEC, but I am looking forward to it. I was just uh, CBS at four o'clock. I'll get the into CBS that. CBS sound at four o'clock is gonna hit so different. Yeah. I'll, I'll get in. I'll get into yeah. the 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 opening game for the Gamecocks versus the Tennessee Volunteers. I'll get that uh, next little, week. Yeah, I'll get I'll get a little uh, pregame <laughs> write up for next week. Yeah. All right, Davini. So, last but not least, let's hear your dogs. Let's, let's um, hear about nineteen eighty. Well, anyway, y'all know that uh, Jamie opted out um still don't know why um he gone yeah it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me you know considering he was trying to prove himself that he was you know a pro quarterback um which last year you can't prove yourself if you don't play yeah i mean wait for us it was he had a decent year i would say i'm not gonna say he was a great player i mean he wasn't he he wasn't a world breaker no, like he, but he I was mean, he was better than average, for sure. He was above yeah. average quarterback. Fair yeah. enough. 
His his legs make him above average. Yeah. But I mean, he threw for twenty six touchdowns, eleven interceptions last year. So I was excited. I was really wanting to see how he would play. Was I think I was really I was really yeah I was really excited to see him in Monken's offense. Yeah. Just based on like the difference in that Wake Forest offense and Sam watched it. It's the same thing. It's that slow read option RPO type deal. Yeah. He threw a lot of back. He threw a lot of back shoulder. Like and he's money on those throws, but that like going through progressions in a pro style offense, I would have liked to seen how he performed in that kind of offense. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that was going to prove himself in the draft too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody somebody might take him like on a flyer, but I don't think I don't I don't. I mean, looking at his tape at Wake, like y'all said, he's above average, but there's nothing that jumps out. Right. I mean, well, I mean, I mean I, I've said this a million times, but he is he's Kelly Bryant. That's a little bit better. The deep yeah. ball. I mean, the thing That's, the thing about the thing about it is is he had a chance to go to Georgia and submit himself as a, you know a mid round quarterback. Maybe even if he played really really well, you know, a top round quarterback. But now he's yeah. I mean now he's just a, a late a late pick. Even if it like if he at, is a pick. at best, he's yeah. a roster seat. I mean, but I think that depends on who you ask because there's so many people out there now, and like I said, it depends on who you ask that are saying. Well, you know, he wasn't going to play, and there's this, that, and the other. But I just, I, I don't see that. I just don't see that because it's obvious right just, now. Yeah. If you, the things we're hearing about Juan Mathis being the starter, it's obvious that they don't feel like JT is going to be cleared for full contact by then. I mean, what we're almost well, a week away. Yeah, Kirby. And, Kirby said in that uh, presser um, yesterday, and he spoke over the weekend after their scrimmage. But um, they think uh, he's going to get cleared before the game. But how can you – Tom Munkin came out and said, too, because, you know, his offense is a lot more upbeat than what we've had in the past couple of years. I don't know, because they've been saying that uh, – he's saying that he likes JT. He's a lot more athletic, you know, yeah. this summer than a lot of people thought. Um, yeah, which I also heard the same thing. I heard he's, like, shockingly athletic when he pulls the ball and tucks it. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, he said for his offense, he would like to have, you know, a mobile quarterback, you know, somebody can get around, get out of the pocket, scramble if he needs to extend the play a little bit. Um, but I mean, he, after the scrimmage on Saturday, he said he was limping off to the sideline after um, Ooh, not one of his drives. Good. And so he had surgery a year ago and they actually, I don't know if y'all knew this. They had to go back in in January and do a little revision. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, they had to go in and do a revision in January. Um, mm. So, I mean, he's he's doing good, but he's like – I mean, like you said, he's not full contact yet. So, you can't really – Oh, if he ain't cleared, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not even cleared yet. And Dwayne apparently is – or Dwan, sorry, um, is looking good, which I didn't think – Honestly, before this summer, that he was ever going to get a chance to even play quarterback because last year he had a surgery on his brain. He had a yeah. brain cyst last year. I mean, that's just incredible that he's about to get a chance to go out there. Yeah. Um, well, things open up fast for him with Newman yeah. with Newman hopping out of there, and then JT's uncertainties with his knee and stuff yeah. and his injury. That's like all of a sudden, hey, you're our guy. Yeah, and so. I think I think that's why he's blowing up because he realizes that he has a chance and. Yeah. prove himself you know um he did get first team reps 
he did start in that scrimmage on Saturday, but it was the third scrimmage. And Kirby said that, you know, it was just how the rotation fell. Like they were swapping starting each scrimmage, which you never know. You never know. He might just be saying that, you know, he might actually, he might actually be starting, which I think he will. Cause I don't think they're going to want JT out there. Um, right. Getting full. Well, you also don't, you also don't, don't want to like go into a whole game plan on one player. Yeah. And then, He's not cleared. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a if, – if it gets to be even Monday, Tuesday, and he's still not cleared, how do you go through a full game of prep for, yeah. you know, you like, you can't do that. So, I mean, I yeah. I think they're rolling with what they, they're good as. I think, I think he's definitely going to start. And if JT gets, gets cleared by then, he'll definitely get some reps. Um, but not a lot. I don't think. You think Carson gets any reps? Because I've I've always been interested in Carson because we were hard after Carson this last cycle, and the next thing you know, he commits to Georgia, and then we take Tucker, and then Carson trains with Jeff Sims. They're they're from around the same area. They played last year, so I I was kind of interested to see what Carson does if he ever develops there. Because I mean, that's initially I'll I'll put it this way: if if JT gets cleared, I don't think Carson's going to see the field because it'll be it'll be Mathis and. JT the whole time. Um, but if he doesn't get cleared, I think Carson will get some reps. Because, yeah. you know, it's just – it's like it's the first game. It'll be the first game. You know, I'll get into the game later when we talk about the games coming up. But, you know, it's just – it's hard to tell. He doesn't – you know, Kirby said he's not going to say anything right now because, you know, won't – He'd be dumb. Though. He'd be dumb to come out and yeah. say, hey, this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah, here, exactly. you want our offensive game plan, our script. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean exactly. – I, I don't know. Arkansas I feel like he's going to need it, though, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. But it's what it would take. If if Carson is going to get his time, I think it needs to be now to show that, hey, I can play. Cause, and that's tough, but you got Brock coming in. Yeah. And then I mean, you got JT we for know what Brock is. And the thing is, is, and the thing – all right, that's one high school game. And the thing <laughs> is um, – It's a career of high school games. <laughs> can I, what about y'all's running back room? Because, I mean, obviously James Cook. Zamir's going to be the, the guy. Is Zamir going to be like your your third down back like oh, yeah. your, or your he's, like? He's going to be the breadwinner, I think. But James Cook, this is why I like Todd coming in, Todd Munkin, um, because I think he's going to utilize James Cook a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a, like a Kareem Hunt style role or like a – Honestly, man, I don't, I don't know. Because the only time he's been used, because he's a junior now, and the only times he's been used the past two years is just for like – long sweeps or like a screen pass you know, right he hasn't like been it just you know yeah straight he, up tailback yeah he doesn't look like a guy that can carry it 30 times a game so yeah he, i don't think he is yeah. yeah yeah um but obviously mcintosh he's a sophomore now he looked he looked pretty good last year but he came in you know against you know the easy weeks when they were playing FCS or some yeah. other small school. Hey, um, don't take those for granted. I would love yeah. for one of those. <laughs> we had one yeah. of those last year and we lost it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But and then you got Kendall Milton coming in. Uh, same build as McIntosh. Um, Milton's yeah. gonna be pretty good though. I think he's gonna end up being better than McIntosh. Um, but then again, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of McIntosh, but I feel like. Kendall Milton, just off right. tape that I've seen, that he looks more run the athletic. same style. Yeah. He's got better, better vision too. It's just, but yeah, those are the top two guys: is James Cook, Samir White, the wide receiver room. Got a little um, bleak. 
it's yeah it's 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 tough because i hate that blaylock retours acl yeah yeah that sucks that's no one likes that because he just came off another one um but he was looking good it was gonna be piggins and him at one and two um or demetrius at two him at three you know that man's Um, still there yeah i know he's he's when he first came, I feel like, you know, okay, this guy's about to get up, put a lot of production up. And then I just feel like we haven't heard much from him. Well, I mean, it was, you know, it was the first few games. It was like, well, he doesn't know the playbook. And then it's like, well, what's the deal now? Like, does he yeah. still not know the playbook? Well, the, fir- the first few games, I think he had like a long play. I know he had a long play in his first game. Yeah. And it was yeah. more like a sweep. It was a run. It was yeah, a yeah. run. It was a, yeah. it was but a then, jet sweep, I think. From the, I mean that kid's fast. I feel like you could be able to get him in a yeah. slot role and and he's re- probably one production. of the fastest on the team. For yeah, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, then again, you've got a new offense, so maybe you will see that. And last year, yeah. y'all's offense was predicated on the run and you yeah. know back shoulder throws to Pickens and stuff. So it wasn't like a dream for Demetrius to be in that offense. So maybe yeah. this year that'll be a little different for him. Yeah, I hope I hope we do see more you know, uh, up-tempo, two-minute drill-style offense yeah. uh, this year because we haven't really – you know, our last couple games before we played y'all, said they were – we beat Auburn by a touchdown. We beat Texas a by six points, and they're all low-scoring. Those last two games were uh-huh. low-scoring. You know, we didn't put up – our defense is the reason why that we yeah, absolutely. excelled the past couple of years. Our offense has been good, but our defense has been one of the best in the country. Yeah. Um, well, that defense is going to be probably tops of the country this year, too. Oh, yeah. We only lost. And I'm also interested guys, to so. see y'all's defensive production and numbers with a fast-paced offense. Because, I mean, y'all's offense last – y'all's previous offense kind of helped the defense. They weren't on the field a lot. You know, there were no quick three and outs. Y'all were in the huddle. So, I mean, there's a time of possession thing there, too. Because if you go fast-paced, like last year, we found ourselves in that problem. We go three and out, take off a minute. And yeah. our defense is right back out on the field. That's, that's how South Carolina was last year, too. So, I'm, I'm interested to see if y'all go go huddle without the production, how y'all's defense does. I mean, obviously, y'all have the, the, the cats to, to have a top defense. But yeah. just interested it's, to see that as well. Defense is looking good. Um, yeah. Everybody – there's only really one, two guy, two starters that really left. They both – more than one got drafted. Um, but, you know, it's – we got our edge rushers coming back. Ojolari is a freshman, was a beast. Yeah, he um, played really well. Number 13. Uh, Malik Herring, four-year starter, coming back. Um, you got Monty Rice still, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's about to be the, the mic. Um, uh, what's Nolan? He, is he yeah. y'all's edge rusher? Yeah. That kid was a beast. Yeah. He is, he's, he's really good young talent. And Nicobe yeah. Dean apparently is making his way up to the linebacker. Yeah. Uh, he was, I remember right him from high school. Dump truck. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited about defense this year. And then um, losing JR. Um, yeah, that was going to be my next right question. Now, secondary. Yeah, the secondary. Obviously, on the corners, you're going to have uh, Stokes, Campbell, and DJ all battling it out again. Um you know, LeCount, solid safety back there. Um, you know, not the best coverage safety, but he can lay lick. Um, well, that's why he's a safety. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. half exactly. the job. Exactly. That's, 
That's um, the that's the that's the important piece. Is but he, he did have four, deliver that hit. He did have four picks last year, so that was that was good for him. But anyway, He's, he'll uh, he'll gamble to jump a route though. I yeah. I kind of like that. Kirby also was asked a question about the guy that's going to play JR back there. Um, they call that position the star position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a buck, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Basically, your edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, they're. Right now, it's between um, Mark Webb and Tyreek, which I've seen Tyreek um, Stevenson yeah. a little bit. He's yeah. a monster, too. Um, Let's get out of Miami, right? This whole team, dude, yeah. it's a requirement to be on Georgia. You have to be a freak. Yeah. You got, um, you got to be a, a physical specimen for sure to be on that squad. And I think the reason why they're battling out now is because Tyreek's definitely more aggressive, but Mark Webb is older, and he has the experience under his belt, and he's – you want the dog. He's a more – he'll be a more – he'll probably make smarter plays, but Tyreek is going to give you his whole body, you know, what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, defense is going to be fun this year. Offense, obviously, we know is going to be interesting. New offense coordinator. QB room, we know what's going on, but not really at the same time. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun, man. I wish we could play this weekend, but, you know. All right, so y'all want to move on to our first question? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I think we might just need to jump to playoff predictions right here. We're talking about yeah. Bama, Georgia, that yeah. game. So, Divini, Divini, so do you think if, if Georgia beats Bama in the regular season, they see him again in the SEC championship, Bama wins, you think Georgia's in at four? Or do you think they go with Ohio Look, he State? He won't give me an answer about like them playing, beating them once. He ain't going to give you an answer about beating them twice. It, it depends. No, that I'm saying, do they – On who's right behind – who's at five? Who's at the five spot? Or five – like, who's right behind them? Do yeah. they have one loss? Are they undefe- If they're undefeated, they're obviously going to scoot in. If they have, It depends what one loss team it is. Yeah, there's also – I mean, you know. Yeah, this, well, the Big this, Ten coming back is true. The second-place team in the, in the West, you know, could be a Texas A&M. And what if they're – they have one or two losses they could get into. Yeah. So, my point being, because the question is, could there be two ACC or Big 12 teams in the playoff? But, obviously, with the Big Ten coming back, it's sort of which non-SEC conference can get to win. So, yeah, and I, I, mean, don't, the ACC, I don't think there's I think, one out there. Uh, yeah, I think UNC is a hot pick. Sam Howell didn't look great opening up. But, I mean. I guess a bad Syracuse team. Yeah, they would have to be undefeated and probably beat Clemson um, to get into the playoff. I mean – You got to beat you know. Clemson. You got to – like I said, that's I, – I think it's the same situation for Notre Dame. You, yeah. You're going to – if if you're going to get there, you got to beat Clemson one of those games. You, you got to beat them at least gotta, in the championship game. You, you got to steal – yeah, gotta, yeah, at the end. You got to steal that game. And I don't know. I think that's tough. So, I think that's a tough road for where those teams are now. Looking at Notre Dame and UNC, I think they're close, but I don't – I don't see one of those teams getting in. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely see, obviously Oklahoma getting in. Yeah, yeah. I think they uh, have to because they don't, they don't. I know our boy CB will get mad, but they really don't have any competition right now. I mean, they, I mean, it just depends on how Texas is. I mean, and Texas is just, just they just choke Texas, every single time. You don't know. Just no. And Connor's not gonna like what I had to say about this, but they're good for a game a year. Last year it was that Kansas just, State. They throw it, yep. Yeah, it was Kansas State last year. So 
they can't have one of those in a year like this year. It's just I, well, I the think, thing. The thing is, I I really I don't think you're going to see an undefeated SC champion. Okay. See, I think I think you okay. know. Honestly, had, that's I a had, good point. That's a good point. I don't either. I had Bama at undefeated. In my in my prediction, I had Bama at one, Clemson at two, Florida at, Florida gets in at number three at ten and one, and then I have Oklahoma. They play more games in the SEC. I had them at eleven and one, with a loss to Texas, one loss to Texas. Okay, so Oklahoma's eleven and one. Would you sub them in for an eight and zero Ohio State? No chance. Okay, you just I, you just can't do that. I, I, I don't I don't see how you do that. That's why that's why I got so. Not upset because obviously, I mean, it's about player safety and stuff. But they, it was such a reactionary cancellation, and then now they're like, "No, we're not doing." They were doing, "No, we're not doing fall." Blah blah blah. And then next thing you know, yeah, we're bringing our season back. Okay, now with these polls, do we just throw these teams right back in these polls? You know, what I'm saying, I mean, you have to, but with well, the it's playoffs, like it's like a completely different season that they're about to be playing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I'm interested to see how that goes. If we make it through a full season, which I think at this point, once you start playing, they're gonna they're gonna try to get these games in because we know it's all about the money. But yeah. I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see. I don't think an eight no team gets in over an eleven one Oklahoma that say they lose to Texas and then win the conference championship. No, it's definitely Oklahoma is definitely gonna make it because Spencer Rattler looked pretty dang good. Yeah, he did. I mean, they played. You know. I don't know who I can't. I mean, remember. Missouri State. I yeah. still, I still, I still think you put an eight and two Georgia in over over a Big Ten team. See, that's what's also going to be interesting. If you got an eight and two Georgia team, and you've got Florida and, and Bama two, ahead they're, and of they're, them, and their two losses. Well, what if what if Georgia's two losses are to Alabama both times? Or I guess it would be I guess it would be nine and two with the SC championship. Yeah. So that's the next question. Do we see? I guess. Uh, do we see three SEC teams potentially getting in? Well, I think I think that game week three is going to be the determining factor of who's going to make the playoff. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Florida and Georgia is going to pretty much determine the East. Yeah, I think both teams will probably run the table other than that one. So whoever whoever wins that one is going to go see Bama. Yeah, who Florida is either going to be undefeated. They have Florida or have a loss, but brutal. Yeah, they get the gauntlet. So, Jacob, who's your four teams getting in? I got Clemson at one, unfortunately. I just don't – Give me I a just, record. We need I, a record. Undefeated. I, I don't see them losing to anybody. I mean – I don't either. There, there's not another AC, ACC team that's going to challenge them. There, there might be not even another team in the country that can challenge them. But, and then I got – I have Alabama at two, but I think, I think they're probably one loss at this point. Okay. Okay. I got Oklahoma at three. Uh, they might be undefeated. They might be one loss. Just there's they they do always have that game, but I think they get in regardless. They're gonna then, win the conference, so they're gonna yeah. yeah. And then after that, I have um, well, I wrote down the winner of Florida versus Georgia, but I think just with the defense, I think it's gonna be Georgia. I just you know Florida. Florida last year, I mean, they were good, but they weren't anything crazy. And then it's just going to be they lost, they lost some really talented players off their team. Yeah. This last year, and I mean, they still have Kyle Trask, and he's he's really good quarterback and all. But offensively, I think they're fine. I think yeah, they're fine think offensively. They're fine. Defensively, 
I think Mullins. That's is why I think Cinnamon same... Georgia is going to be such a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mullins is getting to that same spot that kind of must champs in. Obviously, the COVID's kind of made it a little different, but he's got to start winning ball games. He's got to start getting Florida to where that fan base expects him to be. You know, where they were when Tebow was there. Yeah, well, that's a big ask. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a that's, huge, that boy Tebow yeah. went crazy. But yeah, to did. be in the conference championship game, that's not as big of an ask, you know. Hey, you got to you got to beat Georgia. You, you got to win the East. That's yeah, you, yeah, that's that's what it boils down. You, you got to beat Georgia, and they haven't yeah. done that. So yeah. that's I'm excited for that game. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, so Davini, Davini, what's your uh, playoff prediction? Well, I mean, I would, my two my two no brainers are Clemson and Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I feel okay. like this should be solidified already. Oh. Um, Clemson, Oklahoma. Clemson at one. Undefeated. Clemson undefeated. Oklahoma undefeated. Okay. Um, you know, since I haven't looked at Oklahoma's schedule yet, um, I've seen Clemson's. Did you see the Big um, 12 play on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. You don't I have did. to look it up. You can, you know, they have Texas on their schedule and then you can go from there. I mean, Baylor, yeah, but, but Baylor yeah. lost what three games last year, but yeah, I mean, we beat them by 12 in the, in the championship game, but you know, we were, we had a couple guys that opted out to go to, or to stay healthy for the draft. So, you know, it's just, um, so Clemson, Oklahoma, one and two. Oklahoma's probably going to go undefeated. Um, I just I don't I haven't looked a lot into the Big Twelve teams this year. I don't really know. They went zero for three against the. Uh, yeah, I saw that. The Sun Belt. I saw. Sun Belt, that. So. I saw that. It's um, a tough look starting off there. Yeah, but obviously you know Texas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. I mean Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State will give some people some games this year just because. Yeah. Well, you got you got a lot uh, of Chuba. Yeah, you got Chuba down there. Just, just yeah. trying to get down people's throats. You got, but I, I don't think they'll be, you know. Even if they do have one loss, I think they'll still get in. So, um, so you got Clemson, as a conference Oklahoma, champion, yeah. As a conference champion. Yeah. And then who's um, your next two? It, it depends on – it literally depends on the Alabama-Georgia game and the Georgia-Florida game. And because Florida doesn't play Alabama. So, it's literally between – if Georgia beats both of them in the regular season and then they make it to the conference championship and probably play Alabama again, if they lose to Alabama, beat Florida, or if they lose to Florida and Alabama, then we probably won't even make it to a championship game. So, right now, who are you going <laughs> Right now, obviously, I'm taking the dogs. Okay, I knew that. The best the dogs coming back. Got to. Um, I definitely think we can beat Florida. I'm more confident about Florida than I am Alabama because – yeah, our track history with Bama these past couple of years. Even even if y'all lose to Alabama in the, in the regular season, I think you you'll get a shot again. Yeah, yeah. If you definitely. if you if you beat them in the SEC championship, you're going. Period. Yeah. Well, I so. definitely definitely Alabama is going to be probably three. Hopefully, they have one loss against us in the regular season. So you're going Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Bama. I mean, yeah, because obviously, if you know Ohio State was playing 10 games. Dude, eight, they got eight games, man. You can't. You just can't. They, There's... they would have a chance, too, because, I mean, who else, who, else is in the, who else is in the Big Ten? If they played the same amount of games we did, obviously Ohio State would get the ticket because you – know Well, yeah, saying? I mean, for sure. But the Big Ten choked this decision, so. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, mishandled it very yeah. poor. They, they mishandled it pretty bad. I think you're going to see two ACC teams this year in the playoff. Yeah, I, I, think, think. I, think, I think you did, too. Um. 
Just because the Big Ten just screwed the pooch. I mean, we've seen that before, so that would come to no surprise, honestly. You know. Yeah. We're moving on to next. So we're moving on to. uh, Oh, I got to get my top four. Oh yeah, Sam. Oh yeah, got to get my playoff prediction. We got yours on the. We got yours on the. Sorry, brother. Yeah. We got yours written down. We don't. You haven't announced yours. Go ahead. Okay. I I do have a slight revision to this in light of today's news. So one, I'm going. I'm going Bama undefeated. Clemson undefeated. Um, Bama, if they're undefeated, they're going to get more respect than we will. Naturally, they Not should. Sure. Um, Oklahoma, I've got Oklahoma undefeated. I know we've all talked about they normally have that one game. They slip. They just – they do what Clemson used to do. You lose to Maryland. Um, <laughs> they do yeah. something stupid and, 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 try and, and try and lose it. But they've – I think Spencer Rattler's good enough to – Get them out of that. Trap, yeah, to get them out of a, a trap game or maybe just flat. Um, so my original, I had I had Florida at four because I had Georgia beating Bama in the regular season, losing to them in the SEC championship, and Florida, who's undefeated outside of the Georgia game, slides in at four. That but now happen. I'm thinking Ohio State eight and zero or nine and zero or whatever they are. Ohio State Big Ten champ undefeated. They're in at three. They would be above Oklahoma, I think. I mean, I would hate to see it, but I, I can I see. I think you the, could. If they go undefeated and win and win the conference, I think they're going to get votes. I think they're going to. Yeah. I don't think that's what should happen, but I do think yeah. that's what the committee will do. I just. Don't I mean, think, but the thing is, is I don't. You can't. You can't like say, "Oh, this is on the players." Like, y'all don't get to be a part of this. Like, at, right. at the end of the day, it's not their fault. Like, well, quick well, question. Yeah, I want to play just. Do I want to play Justin Fields in the playoffs again? No. Not really. See, just, but the thing, the thing is, yeah, it's not the players' faults, but like in the overarching picture, like then messed up decision they canceled football prematurely, and yeah. now they're trying to now that every other conference is playing. We're well, not every other, but now that SEC, ACC, and Big Big Twelve yeah, every are playing. Other. <laughs> now, now, now that they're all playing, the Big Ten's like, well, shit, we need to change our vote. So now they're like, oh, we're we're just gonna play in October now. So they're just, you know, I, I just don't. You're right. I wouldn't it's like to see a sure. Big Ten team come into the playoffs if they only have played eight games. I wouldn't either, but but it could happen. It, it definitely could happen. I think Justin Fields is gonna put him over the top because you know he's gonna go crazy. His stats are gonna be wild. Like absolutely. If they're yeah. if they're a team that looks like a playoff team, they're gonna be in at three or four. Speaking of Justin Fields. Yeah, we gotta talk about quarterbacks. So that's quarterback conference. So basically I, I mean, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I think the ACC has the best quarterback play altogether right now. If you just look at it. Yeah. Top three, top four really. King's yeah. a big name, Ian Book, Sam Howell, Trevor Lawrence. I, I I think I think the SEC has the potential to have more talent at quarterback right now. But there's a lot of unknown at a lot of schools. Well, you know see, the, the, the thing with the SEC quarterbacks, you know, you got Kyle Trask, you got Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, you got Bo Nix, you got whoever the hell is going to start Georgia. Terry Wilson, Miles Brennan, you know, you got Colin Hill from South Carolina. You got all those guys, but you don't have a Trevor Lawrence, which the ACC does have. So, That's I think that, that just puts them over, over the top anyways, over all the yeah. other conferences. Yeah. Because I, I would put the SEC number one, Kyle Trask, at a, a Sam Howell level, to be honest. And Sam I, Howell yeah. is not the best yeah, quarterback sure. in the league. So, 
I, yeah, I mean, I think right now the ACC has the best quarterback play. Yeah, so. I, would, I would agree with that. Because, I mean, in the Big 12, <laughs> Who do you just have? Not, it's just not, I mean. You got Spencer. You got, you got to like Rattler and Ellinger, though. You, Sam, I, mean, I mean, Sam Ellinger's good, and he's shown that he's good. Ellinger's and you also, just a washed-up T-bone. And you also got to, yeah. I mean, he threw the ball pretty well that. last year, though. Like, he actually had a good year statistically. And then Spencer Rattler, I mean, you've had one game to see him. I, I think he's going to be really good, but you, you still can't go ahead and just make him the best best let's, quarterback. I mean, let's go ahead and point out the I mean, I'm just Lincoln Riley does well with quarterbacks. So, oh, he yeah. definitely does. But, so, you know. That's just some their schedule. It just lines up for a quarterback to go off. A yeah. competent and the offense, the offense, the schedule. I mean, it's just – if you have an arm and you're an athlete, you're going to excel. And, and they've had yep. really good wideouts recently. I mean – you got Hollywood. You've had Marquise. You know, Marquise. Yeah, yeah. You've had you know CD. So I'm interested to see what that's like this year if they're going. Well, and then a year ago in the recruiting class, they had three five star wide receivers. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they, they, they completely have reloaded. Everything they need. Yeah. So. So I guess we're looking at number one quarterback conference right now. ACC. ACC for sure. With a second place being SEC because Big no Twelve doubt. is just. It's just yeah. you know. All okay, right, so well, pretty pretty much consensus right there. Yeah, I um, guess uh, we'll move on. We're taking ACC. Yep, Heisman picks. I was interested on the whole Heisman thing anyway. You know, mm-hmm. all the awards, it's going to be it's gonna be different just because, you know, you're playing. Yeah. You don't have your cupcake games anymore. Those stat yeah, so, patterns are going to yeah, be Yeah, you don't, you don't have the stat patterns. Your straight so. conference play, let's see how you – which I kind of like. I, I mean – you see numbers, it's conference play. That's that's legit. Yeah. So those numbers aren't aren't padded. Which I mean, my Heisman week one, I mean, I think just with the numbers Oklahoma has to put up, if Spencer goes off, I think he's gotta at least be on the watch list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they, they aren't really gonna be playing that good of teams. I mean, most of the teams they're playing are gonna be stat patterns for them anyways, because they're yeah. just so much better. I think if you look at the Texas and Baylor game, decide how well he plays in those two games. That yeah, tells I mean, you those, those, yeah. Are, those are his, his, his Heisman winning or losing games right there. Right. And then you got to put in, uh, for early Heisman watch, you got to put in Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I mean, no doubt. Yeah, that one's a given. I mean, his – I don't know if he'll have – Just for the hype alone. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I think he's the best quarterback, and I'm not saying he'll have the best numbers out there. But when it comes to a team that matters the most, I mean – I think Trevor, in that the way Clemson rolls with Trevor, I, I think he's a Heisman contender for sure. Yeah, and I mean the unfortunate. Yeah, being the uh, being the best player on the best team or one of the best teams, that's a that's a recipe to be in New yeah. York at the end of the year. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, if you have the numbers to back it up, I think the way they love to talk about him on ESPN, it's just like, yeah, I think he would. I think he would get support if the numbers are there, and I think yeah, they will I mean, be, but. We like to play a lot of people, and we're not going to leave him yeah. in there to run up stats. Yeah. This is yeah, Lamar I mean, yeah. Jackson. That's, 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 that's why. That's, truth be told, that's why y'all don't have a Heisman winner, in my opinion, because y'all play eighty-five boys a night. Right. And y'all sure. blow. Y'all sure. blow them out by by the third quarter, and so you. I mean, hell, our game got delayed so so much this past week. By the time I turned it over to Clemson, I think I watched one possession with Trevor, and then next thing you know, that he's you know on the sideline, uh, chatting it up with all his buddies. He ain't even yeah. worried about playing. Yeah, they came out. They came out and played, I think, two drives in the second half. Yeah. Then hung it up early third quarter, yeah. <laughs> mid-third quarter. DJ took over. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's why, that's why you got to think a guy like uh, a guy like Spencer Rattler, or even a guy like the numbers, Hubbard, just, just, they might just have the pure numbers that could, right. that could take yep. over. The yeah. I think, I think yep. he'll be there. I think Chubba will be there at the end of the year. Not saying he'll I win think it. he will just I as think a he'll name, be there at the end of the year. Yeah. even if the stats don't say it, yeah. I think he'll be there. So what's like y'all's outside pick of the obvious guys? Cause I, I've been struggling with that one. Like I'm trying to think of On a Heisman. Yeah, like who could be there at New York that we're not necessarily thinking about right now? Oh, we're not thinking about? I was about to say mm. Chuba. It's tough. Right. It's tough. But we're thinking about him. Right, um, yeah. I don't know, dude. With all the opt-outs, it's ruined it, you know? like I was about yeah. to say Jamar Chase would be the second one because he's yeah. – That's who my guy obviously get all their Jamar targets. Yeah. You know, I think, I think if Kellamond has a really good year, he's a guy that has a talent that, that could – could be in the race. It just all depends on how he plays, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Um, I really think this is probably this is probably Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. too. But like I, I feel pretty confident that Fields and Lawrence though. are going to be there at the end. You got to think there's going to be a defensive player at least in New York. It would be Derek but Stingley, who? probably. Oh, if Stingley goes crazy, yeah. If he if he keeps returning punts. And, you know, maybe he takes a couple back, I would say yeah. yes. Absolutely. If he's a Tyron Matthew kind of dude. Yeah. And he might be. Let's be yeah. honest. He, he might be. be. He he definitely – do you think Travis, Sam? You don't think Travis has the the year to – That's a, that's, a, that's another good one. Honestly, I, I, hope he, I hope he does, but it's the same thing. I feel like we have, we have a ton of running backs that need to get carries. Yeah. So, we're going to be even more judicious with Travis. Like, the – he had, I think, 19 carries, um, but basically had just over 100 yards rushing, had a few catches for like 40 or 50 yards receiving, had a couple little swing passes and screens where he's just he's just faster than everybody. And and so, this year, you're, he's he's not going to be out there trying to pad stats. I mean, what's he got to prove? He could have gone pretty high in the draft last year. He's going to be in this, especially in this running back room or recruiting yeah. class. And so, I think um, we'll – I mean, once, know, it, once it's once it's you know out of contention in the game, Travis and Trevor are gonna be chatting it up. Yeah, we're not gonna leave him out there. Yeah. But I think since he's already got a, the, uh, the ACC touchdown record, I think when we do have short goal line attempts, he's gonna be the back. We're gonna try and get him as many touchdowns as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, unless we let Trevor run read options at the goal line. Um, hey, that works so, against us. So I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. Out. How how are they going to – see, the thing is about the Big Ten coming in this late just causes so many problems, especially with the wards. Because if they play two or three less games, you know, then how could they – how could you compare that to, you know, someone that's just played 10 or 11? In the it's SEC just going to be just – You've got to go on averages, I guess. It's like if, average if, yards per game and touchdowns and all that. Yeah, I'm saying, I mean, like, if, if Trevor Lawrence played – when you got 11 games on the schedule and then 12 yep. will be the conference championship. Mm. So you got 12 games in the regular season. And then Justin Fields is going to play probably nine. You know, if obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to have more stats and everything. Um, maybe. But, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But then you got to – see, the thing is, it's more than just stats for the Heisman to me. Yeah, well, I think that's what the average voter takes in. Yeah, I do think there are a lot of people that look at stats. I feel like I feel like this yeah, is Trevor's. Yeah, and it's also the eye test. 
Yeah. Like it's the eye test. So you watch Fields and you know, like he's really damn good. Yeah. So when the numbers support that, he's an easy Heisman vote. I mean, I don't think, I think even if he plays nine games, he could he could very easily win yeah. it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously it's a little early to be talking about that, but I just feel like we should touch base on it for a minute. Yeah, we need to. We need to break. It's we'll look back at it and see how our predictions change as the season yeah. moves on. All right, so this one's kind of interesting. The best and the worst from this last week. My worst, and this one's kind of. It, it, it is kind of a two-fold thing here is the Big 12 just going 0-3 against the Sun Belt and Coastal Carolina over Kansas. Les Miles, dude, that's tough, man. Yeah. Like, we thought We thought, we thought Les was going to bring some life to Kansas and yeah. uh, didn't happen week one. Yeah, that one's tough, man. That's, that's my worst. I don't know if y'all have a different worst. but My one. worst. My worst is, is, is off the field. My worst is – the the shots into of the stadium while they're playing the game and it's just just seventy five percent empty. It's just yeah, it's sad, yeah, honestly. I mean, I think I think my best is just that Power Five football's back, but okay. the worst the worst being you know they're just it's just not the same. Home field advantage is, is much less. It's out. It's than, done. Than it, oh, it's out. It has been. Yeah, it's out. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's no competitive advantage. It's really about yeah. who is the better team. That's true, but I mean, so like I mean there are a lot of guys comparing it to like a scrimmage. They're like, yeah, we're playing a glorified scrimmage out here. So, I mean, I think there's just going to be like a whole different motivation. But for the TV team. ratings are about to be crazy. Oh, they're crazy. Oh yeah. Well, oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. For example, and thank God the SEC ain't playing yet, but I think like the Tech Florida State game finished second behind Duke and Notre Dame in viewership. When's the last time? A Georgia Tech game <laughs> finished second in viewership from the weekend. Or Duke like, game finishing first. <laughs> it was like 3.4 million something. I don't know. And Duke was like 3.6 or something like that. But regardless, I mean, TV contracts and TV numbers are about to be ridiculous. You better go crazy, yep. It's going to be interesting when we go to our – I got to go to the game this weekend and see how they spread it out because I saw a picture of how Clemson, you know, they set seat backs out. And it doesn't look like it's going to be as empty as it sounds. When no, they're going to try and make it look. Yeah. yeah. And I did that too. Yeah. So, I'm going to be – I haven't heard how we're doing it. I mean, I've, I'm assuming – got to assume something similar. They're going to spread it out, yeah. So, each – I know when we chose, like, our section, you know, it had how many seats you had in the same section. Everybody in our section would be, like, four seaters or whatever four tickets so i don't know hey it's gonna be strange so that's another interesting thing and sam put in there number zero is hard that's that's i like that i'm glad they brought that i'm glad like number zero it it does it does look good to be honest it looks it looks a lot cooler on certain uniforms but all around it i mean it's just it's just cool looking because it's just something we've never seen so my favorite so far is on a defensive lineman i like it on a d like a big Defensive tackle wearing number zero. That's yeah. Big I, I boys love with little numbers. I yeah. love low numbers on on D tackle. Oh yeah, because like oh, yeah. yeah. so you I, know because you know they go. You got, you got the refrigerators yep. rocking number four and five. <laughs> like yeah, Derek yeah. Brown wearing number five. That's an absolute refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. Javon the running back wearing number three. Javon yeah. Kenlaw yes. wearing number three. That's another. Mm-hmm. That's a grizzly bear. Yeah, for sure. Is a unit. Um, <laughs> okay, so since I mean, y'all stole the zero thing from me. The hardest zero of the week, got to be Jay Sean Corbin. That font on the FSU jerseys, yeah, that yeah. thing was fire. 
Yeah, that was let's cool. be honest. Their jerseys so did look good. I'm not going to lie. They did look yeah, good. So that's, <laughs> Just their play didn't look good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, week one, Jay Sean Corbin, zero out. the week. Um, obviously, one. like Sid said, Big 12, yikes. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think my worst of the week, best of the week being zero, worst of the week, I'm a, I'm a Chase Bryce homer. And, Duke, they just – I'd hope they'd be, they'd be better than they are, um, but they just they got a long way to go. I think Chase Bryce is a is a good quarterback. You can win with him. He just he's just not going to have the receivers. Yeah, I mean offensively, absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame. Honestly, it was it was close, but Notre Dame really shut their offense down, especially in the red zone, especially in the second half. I mean, yeah, so it's like. I want Duke to be good, and I think they have a chance. But it 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 might it might be ugly. But well, to be honest, and and you got to look at. I mean, they had Daniel Jones, who was a really high draft pick, and you know he's he's just no not world a, breaker, not a winner. He's no world yeah. breaker on New, on New York, but you know he's still a starting NFL quarterback, and they they still they couldn't win when he was at Duke. So yeah, it's just they have no offensive line, they have no receivers, they just don't have much support over there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the well, zero I'm looking forward to this year is big boy Darnell Washington. Is yeah. Rocking, is rocking zero this year. Okay. Six, really? The Only six, LeBron James of the football. Six, seven, six, seven, 260 is rocking number zero. So watch out for that. Did not know that. He might be zero of the year. Let's <laughs> <laughs> right. see. All right. We'll move into week three predictions and game picks. So, for week one, or for game one, we're looking at number 14, UCF, versus Georgia Tech. And the spread is UCF by seven and a half. I'm going us in a 20 to 17 type ball game. Tech, I I, I think we should be able to run the ball just because they don't have the defensive line that Florida State had. We we were able to run the ball. We didn't run it a whole lot. But I want to see our offensive line, you know, make that next step. Must run the ball. We get Jameer back. He didn't play. I, I'm not sure what the deal was, but I'm excited to see him go. And I think if we put some pressure on uh, Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, I've watched a little bit of him in some games, especially the game they lost against Pitt last year. And he, if, when they got pressure on him and loaded the box, he he was a different quarterback compared to when he was sitting yeah. there. He he can make the when he's he, clean. He's pretty. He's, he's pretty when good. He's, when he's clean pocket, he puts the ball where it needs to be. But if it's not a clean pocket. And he's not the most fleet of foot guy. Yeah. So, I, I think we got to have a pass rush. So, that's why I'm taking us in the 20s. I know that's weird, 2017, because UCF puts up a lot of points. They're fast-paced. But hey, I think Vinny I'm... remembers that score, though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, there right, it goes. Sam, Number one of the season. We need, it. we need a counter on that one. <laughs> All, right. All right, Sam, what's your pick? Um, I'm going UCF by point, 27-28. Frankly, I'm not, I'm not extremely confident in either quarterback. Like I said, like what I see out of Jeff Sims. Um, I mean, I like Gabriel. Watching him a little bit last year, he's he's a good player. Says right under pressure. Really, they don't do a whole lot with him as far as moving out of the pocket. So he, if you can, if you can rush the passer, not only does he get worse, but he also can't get away from you. So it's one of those things where if, if Antonius is playing, you know, might be might be a little different here. But I'm yeah. I'm not sold on UCF's line being that bad. I hope 
I hope Tech can get some pass rush, make it a game. I think UCF, like I said, this is a close one for me. I'm just not overly confident in either quarterback, but I think Gabriel's probably a little better at this point. All right, Jacob. You know this this is a this is a really tough one for me as well because I really I really did what like what I saw from Georgia Tech and UCF yeah. has just you know you got Dylan Gabriel he's he's a good quarterback but he's still you know he was he threw for fifty nine percent completion rate and I mean it just it's definitely a difficult one um, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Georgia Tech twenty four seventeen. All right, there you yeah. go. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I think I think UCF is going to pull this out. Um, not as much. If Tech didn't win against Florida State, I, I thought it was going to be a little yeah. a blowout. I think that makes this, this pick, this pick yes. harder this week. Yeah, the way we does. played, yeah, it makes this pick a little bit tougher. It yeah. does. Because UCF does have a good offense still. Um, they went 10-3 and three last year. I don't know who all is coming back for them. I know the quarterback is, obviously. They, they had 10 opt-outs as well and, like, okay. a, a yeah. lot of depth positions where they're yeah. role guys. They, they rotate. Not a whole lot of starters, but a lot of guys that rotate in and out. So, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I definitely think uh, the Tech players, though, are going to be hyped up after that win. So, they're going to come into this game with a lot of energy. A lot of confidence. Um, yeah. Yes, a lot of confidence. One upset. They want to do another upset because they yeah. are UCF's yeah. ranked 14. I think that's high for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it's a McKenzie uh, Milton, you got to think about all the guys you're missing now. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I don't know. It's just like y'all said earlier in the quarterback situation. Jeff Sims is a heck of an athlete. He looked great against Florida State. He had a couple, you know – Couple of typical freshman mistakes, you know, when you're trying to do it. too much. Yeah, yeah, trying to do too much, and I feel like that's going to come out a little bit too in this game. Um, but I think UCF pulls it out, um, but it's going to be close. It's going to be a lot closer than what other people think. Besides us, think it's going to be. Um, but yeah, I got UCF. All right. So for for game two, well, for that one, we got two going Georgia Tech, two going UCF. It'll be a very interesting game to watch. Three thirty ABC. Three thirty ABC. Let's go. Shout, shout it out, baby. Let's go. Get the <laughs> get those viewership numbers up. For the next game, we got Tulsa versus number eleven Oklahoma State, and the spread is Oklahoma State by twenty two and a half. And look, I'll start this one off. It's going to be a blowout. I got <laughs> I got forty two fourteen Oklahoma State. I think Chuba's going to have a big day on the ground, and I think I just I think Oklahoma State's offense is going to run away with it. Yeah, piggybacking I, off that, 34-14, Cowboys, yeah. too much Chuba, way yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, I, I got them. Tulsa had a little issues with the COVID. They missed some practice time. I really don't think that matters, to be honest. I'm going 42-17, Chuba and them boys rolling it up on them. Have they put on pads? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because if they haven't put up pad, put on pads, I'm going. I'm going Chuba for fifty. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I think I think Oklahoma State is going to win too. Obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna beat the spread too. I think they're gonna beat them more by t- than twenty two. I think they're gonna beat them by thirty. Um, and I forgot to say in the last game, I think Tech's going to beat the spread against UCF. I think UCF's going to win, but I think 
What is the what? spread, like 10? Seven, it's seven and a half. Okay. I think – It will start out at eight is yeah. going down. So. I think I think Tech's going to beat the spread, but I think UCF's still going to win. But Oklahoma State is definitely going to – yeah, they got definitely, yeah. definitely so, going to win that game. Consensus, Oklahoma State on that one. Across the board. For the right. next game, uh, it's a pretty similar <laughs> like story. College, like college game day where you just have all the picks. Yeah. It's a pretty similar story in this one. We got Austin P versus number 13, Cincinnati. And, you know, oh. to, start this, to start this one off again, Austin P, they look terrible. <laughs> they started off 0-2. They look terrible. I got Cincinnati in a 56-3 to ball game. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off that because I have Cincinnati is just going to roll 52-0. Austin P. They played 10-minute quarters against Pitt at the end just to say, "Hey, let's get us let's get this thing over with." Yeah. So it's going to be mm. rough. I'm going 52 nothing Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a pretty good good ball ball team. So yeah, like Luke Fickle too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, same thing. 49-6 Cincinnati. Cincinnati's quarterback. Watch him. He's actually very, very good. What's the um, uh, spread on that game, by the way, Jacob? A lot. Probably a lot. Yeah. But the one it, thing is, is that Austin P. dude, they're getting so much airtime right now. Dude, they are, like, and it's not They've been on every time. week. And they look horrible. And they're just they – they, they, they don't need airtime. No. <laughs> they do not need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, consensus Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati across the board on that one. That one's, that one's pretty easy. Next up, we got – we got Syracuse versus number 25, Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll go ahead. I, I got um, Pitt going 27-7. to seven. Pitt has a pretty legit front seven. Their defensive line is pretty dang good. They got, a, they got a, a, a really good, solid front seven. And Syracuse offensive line, they had that guy. He get his waiver denied. And it did not look good against uh, UNC. So, I think it's a pretty bad Syracuse team going 27-7. Yeah, I'll hop on. I'll hop on that. The spread on this one's actually uh, pit by twenty-two. Um, Ooh, I've got you know. I mean, Syracuse held down North Carolina's offense for for a good part of the game last week. I think that's more attributed to UNC's offense starting off really cold. Um, so I got I got a thirty-eight to fourteen in Pitt's direction. Yeah, I'm about the same. Thirty-one ten Pitt. Um, so I mean, none of us have Pitt's, been covering. Yeah, Pitt's, Pitt's got a good defense. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett not really sold in the offense. I don't really know who all they have offensively, to be honest with you. Um, we'll see, though. They should beat up on Syracuse pretty good. But back to Cincinnati, their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, that's his name. You need to watch that game. He's he's kind of fine. All right. Yeah, I got Pitt, too. I got Pitt, too. It's, I don't even think that's a question. These past three games yeah, no question. been all – no doubters. Um, we got to go in right here, though. All right, yeah. For the next one, we got Boston College versus Duke. We got the spread at Duke by four and a half. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, I'll start off with my score. I got 24-21 Duke. Um, I still have some confidence. They, they're, they're good, the quarterback position. They didn't show a whole lot versus Notre Dame, but uh, – um, I think they come up, come out on top versus Boston College. Uh, I got Duke in a 21-14 game. I'm not really sold on Duke. I think Bryce definitely makes them better. But, I mean, Boston College, other than the transfer quarterback from Notre Dame, what, what can we talk about them? So, I mean, 
I, I don't know. I got Boston College finishing really uh, in the bottom of ACC this year. So I got Duke covering the spread in that one, 21-14. I mean, they, they just came off a of bruising from Cincinnati. So, yeah. Sam? Might have lost Sam. Yeah, might have lost Sam. I'll go ahead and speak on it. Um, I, think, I think Duke's going to pull it out. I really do. I think Chase Price is going to be good for them this year um, with games like this. You know, not with big games, but games like this, the in-betweens like Wake Forest, BC, Syracuse. I think they're going to pull those ones out. Um, so I got Duke in this one. Okay. I don't know if he can hear us. I think he's got a little connection issue. Sam has uh, Boston College 24-14. He likes Bryce. Um, I know being a Clemson fan, Bryce coming in from there, but obviously he said earlier in this podcast he's not – so, uh, sure, the supporting cast there. So, that's his pick. Uh, Jacob, go ahead and get us on the next one. All right. So, for the next game, we got Houston versus Baylor. And for this one, I've got Baylor 28-24. Um, you know, they lost they lost some guys in the draft that last year. But, you know, they have a solid quarterback. I think they come out with the win. Yeah, that's an interesting one to me. I got a 28-27 type ball game with uh, Baylor. It's, it's going to be a close one, I think. Uh, Dana Holgerson, I don't really know what we know about them at Houston. And Baylor definitely improved. I think I think they lost three games, right? They were 11-3, and right, last year? Yeah, I think so. So, I, I, I'm taking Baylor in that one. I think Baylor's, like, maybe the third best team in the Big 12. Yeah. As and, of right now. And by the way, the spread is is Baylor by four. Okay, I got him one, 28-27. Davini, what you got for – I'm going to go Baylor, too, just because I don't know that much about Houston. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Baylor's got some good guys returning. They're, they're pretty – they're a lot better than um, what I anticipated in the bowl game last year. I'll right. put that – I'll put that out there. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Baylor on this okay. one. And uh, just for, you know, clarity, Sam's got uh, Baylor 35-24 and, in quotes, Dana Holgerson needs a shower. I like it, Sam. Wish you could have been able to say that yourself, but he does indeed need a shower. 35-24, Baylor in that one. Oh, we're picking Sam back up here. All right, Jacob, you want to go ahead and get us started on USF and number seven, Notre Dame. Yeah, so the spread in this one, it's Notre Dame by 26. I think that's I think that's pretty on. Uh, Notre Dame is just much more talented. I've got Notre Dame winning forty two seventeen. I like it. Um, I've also got Notre Dame just pretty much rolling. We played UCF last USF. Sorry, last year their offense was pitiful. Um, they're kind of like us. Blake Barnett it was there last year and they couldn't even you know move the ball that well. I think they get a cheap one late, make it forty two fourteen. And uh, I think Charlie Strong just left them in such a bad situation. USF is not what they were. So, I'm taking them, Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm going to take Notre Dame too. Okay. Absolutely. All right, what's, 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 you got a score here, Davini? I haven't been doing scores, um, but I definitely think it's going to be a, a blowout. You know, yeah. I think it's going to – Notre Dame's going to put it on them. Because um, – I don't know if you are watching that Duke game. They didn't have an offense the first half. Um, right. It came alive the second half. They're playing a lot better. Um, so, you know, it is – It is. that was the first week. Second week, I think a lot of teams in the second week are going to work out the kinks. We'll probably see a lot 
a lot more scoring this week than we did last week. Um, so, yeah, Notre Dame's probably going to win. They're probably going to put it in the 40s for sure. And I don't see them – I don't see USF putting up more than two touchdowns. So, yeah. whatever, y'all, y'all's picks, 42-17, all it's going to be around there. Yeah. I might even say 49-52. Yeah, I think it's going to be – it's going to be ugly. Yeah. All right. And uh, I thought we had Sam back there for a minute. He's still struggling. But he's got Notre Dame winning 34-7, pretty much blow it like we do. And, you know, him being a Clemson fan, big Jeff Scott guy, he says uh, poor Jeff Scott. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for his boy. So, and then for the next one, uh, we got Charlotte versus number 12, UNC. And this one has an even bigger spread, UNC by 27 and a half. <laughs> um, Charlotte, last week, they played, uh, they played App State, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, they, they held it to a decent game. They played a good um, game. And I got App State's a tough out. Man. Yeah, and App State's a good team. They lost their head coach from last year, which, you know, could have caused problems. But I, th- I think UNC's offense comes out. I think they come out hot uh, due to last week's kind of slow start. I got 49-6 to UNC. Yeah, I, uh, I got a 45-7 game. Got the, the Tar Heels winning. I think, I think Sam is a really solid quarterback. So I think he gets it figured out a little bit early this, this week. And uh, I, I just think it's too much for Charlotte. So. Yeah, UNC is going to – Pick it up compared to the the first half Syracuse game. Um, definitely, definitely UNC all the way here. It's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna say forty two seven. UNC. Okay. I like it. And Sam, well, he's still working. At, uh, he's got a forty one thirteen Tar Heels, and then Charlotte played App State close, but it ain't gonna happen this week. I agree. I think we all agree. So. Solid pick. All right, for the next game, we got a really good one. We got number 17, Miami, versus number 18, Louisville. I think, at, I, think, I think this game should be the game of the week that we all – The spread's at, uh, at Louisville two, by two and a half. And you know what? I, I, think, I think Louisville beats them by four. I think they win 28-24. Miami came out kind of um, – they didn't come out super great. I'm also not sold on, on Louisville. So, I think, I think it's a close yeah. game. Yeah, I think you know, and I think Louisville comes out on top just, see, just I, because of the playmakers they have on offense. Yeah, see, I got I got actually Miami in a thirty-one twenty-eight ball game. Like I said, and I ran it about Manny earlier. I think he's a joke, but I'm just not sold on Louisville. Like everyone's pretty uh, much sold on Louisville being a much better team than they were last year. I'm not quite there. I think Scott, uh, Satterfield's a solid uh, coach for them. But their defense was in was in shambles uh, when he took over. So I, I don't know. I, I'm taking Miami and Miami's you know unpredictable, but I'm taking them in a 31-28 ball game. Yeah, I agree with Sid on this one. I think Miami is going to come out on top um, just because uh, I think Garrett Kane's a pretty good quarterback to have. Um, you know, for Miami, yeah. um, I think he's going to have a pretty good game against Louisville. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be, I would say like a twenty-eight seventeen game, Miami. Okay. Sam, back for the best ball game to pick, back in time. What we got for Miami Louisville? Ooh, 
What have y'all been? Have y'all been picking Miami? Uh, me and Davini are Miami. Jacob I took Louisville. Took Louis. Okay. Okay. I'm glad to see somebody else deciding with me. Okay. Um, I like Mikael Cunningham though. I actually like Mikael Cunningham a lot. Um, Javion Hawkins at running back number ten. Like him a lot. Uh, and then Tutu, well, same thing. He's just slight guy. Take the top off. Super, super quick. They do a lot offensively, defensively. They're they kind of suck. Um, but I think, I think with with Miami, their defense didn't overly impress. Their offense didn't overly impress against UAB. Um, I think Louisville will be out, able to outscore them. Yeah, thirty-eight twenty-eight Louisville. Okay. Ten point ball game. Louisville covers the four point spread. So so. All right, for the next game, we got uh, Wake Forest versus NC State. The spread is NC State by two and a half. Um, you know, and I actually have – I have Wake in this game. I have Wake 21-13. Um, it's going to be NC State's first game because they didn't play last week, right? No. Nope. Um, I think they come out cold, and I think Wake Forest just jumps on them. Yeah, same thing. I, I actually kind of like Sam Howell and Dave Dorn at NC State. It's a – it's a mess. It's bad. NC State's really bad. Did you mean uh, Sam Sam Hartman? What I say? How? Yeah, I, I was just making sure. Just to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam Hartman. Yeah. That guy. But okay. yeah, twenty four fourteen. I like Wake. It's not a bad pick. I got I got Wake in a twenty one seven ball game. Like I said, Sam Hartman. I feel like he's he's pretty good, and uh, NC State is. They're, they're kind of bad, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, 21-7 weight. Yeah. Um, just what you said earlier, Jacob, the fact that they haven't played their first game yet. You know, Wake's already been there, um, especially against Clemson. So, you know, they've seen it already. They've seen the worst already this year. Um, they've seen it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got Wake 2, 24-10. All right. Well, and we so got – Moving on. Moving on. We got uh, number 23 – App State versus Marshall. Um, I think I think this might this might catch some people if they're if they're betting on football games. I think Marshall has a really good team. Yeah, um, they could definitely win. Uh, I think App State just has a, a lot of talent all over the field. They lost their head coach, but they still have a lot of talent on that team. I got twenty eight twenty App State. Yeah, I got I got twenty eight seven App State as well. Uh, like you said, I like Marshall. They have a sneaky good team. I, I, th- I think that's a solid um, squad as well. But App State, it don't matter what it is. They're a tough, tough game for just about anyone, and, you know, unless you're one of the, the big dogs in, in college football. It's going to be a tough game for you playing App State. They play hard. So, 28-7. I, like, I actually like Marshall in this one, um, solely based off the fact of App State showing last weekend. Um, I know it was still first yep. game. But, you know, talent-wise, I think they have more than Charlotte. Um, and they tweaked one out against them. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Marshall here with the upset of the weekend um, against number 23 App State. Um, it's going to be a close one. Uh, I'm looking at 32-28 Marshall. Okay. Um, I'm going Marshall, too. Offenses look super good. Um, I think they're better than people think. Um, also, App State. I get it. Week one, you don't you don't come out that sharp, but they just they didn't impress against the team in Charlotte. They should be fairly handily. Um, so I'm taking Marshall. 
28-21. Willie Johnson, receiver for Marshall. Big play guy, number one, dreads. He hard. Uh, also, Brendan Knox, their running back. He might be number zero. Um, so, that would, that would be a, a one to check on. Let me see if he's number zero. He's either 20 or he might have changed to zero. But if he's zero, he's about to be zero of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last but not least. Last uh, but least. But but least, I, I think least. we all know how this is going to go. Yeah. Got I mean, number I mean, one, Clemson on. versus the Citadel. Oh. And, look, I'll start this one off, boys. I, I could wish for nothing more than the Citadel to beat, beat Clemson, but that's just not going to happen. You know, even though I'm here right next to the Citadel, it just these boys don't have enough juice to take on Clemson, not even close. <laughs> I got I got 55-3. to three. Clemson sucks with the victory. I got – I got uh, – a 45 nothing game. I don't think Citadel gets it done. It's tough for me to talk about Citadel because, you know, with that that showing we had against them last year and all that. <laughs> but uh, that's tough. Yeah, Jacob's been there too. So, um, I got them. I got Clemens uh, winning 45 nothing. I feel like Dabo pulls the boys early, play all 85. And I think that Citadel offense, they'll get a little – you know, a few first downs on a drive or something, and run up, that offense just limits possession. So, or else they'd score 60. So, I'm going 45 nothing. Yeah, boat raced. <laughs> I got 52 zip Clemson, but let's be real. It'll probably be closer to, like, I don't know, 42 to 14. They'll get some cheap ones at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I was going to say. Clemson, obviously. Um, but I think they're going to feel bad and let Citadel get extra – a couple extra points there with like five minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, um, I'm thinking yeah. they squeak a field goal. One, yeah, so and a, f- a yeah. field goal or two. I was thinking six points probably because they're not. I just don't think they're going to score a touchdown. Um, I don't either. I don't have them scoring any. I think I think the prize is too big. And all <laughs> Dabo and Brent Brent Brent's going to be geeked up. It's yeah. it's Citadel. He don't he don't care. He's going to be ready to hit somebody yeah. himself. So I, he's got plenty no, of practice with the option. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, he's yeah, a, hey, if anybody's played the option the best out of all the teams we played when we ran it, it was for sure Clemson. So, yeah, they'll, they'll get a couple of field goals when they get in the red zone and they're not scoring. So. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Those are our picks of the week. That's what we have to say about college football this week. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. Hope you keep listening in. We're going to keep doing the same stuff, team recaps you know, game predictions, all that sort of stuff. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you later.